You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. This year in school, all the chapels, elementary chapel, we had the teacher of the week, and uh, they signed up last August to give us a character word, uh, that word of kindness, or love, or forgiveness, or sharing. And a teacher tells us that word and gives us information. And it's, it's just, it's about four or five minutes. It's, all, it's awesome. We have the usual, how many teeth we lost, and then birthdays and all that. Then our series has been all year on animals in the Bible. There's about a hundred animals. And I have a quiz that Brother Fenera gives every week on that particular animal. And I bring in a brown bag of the stuffed animal, and the teacher of the week that just taught, she takes it back to class and they have some program how they give it out to a student. And so this last week was the eagle and the wings were out there. And, and uh, someone, we, we, we had the monkey, which is the word ape in the Bible. And uh, you name it, we've had it. And then we always have a two to three minute video about the children's age on that animal, the dog, the pig, something of that nature that's found in the Bible and a gospel message. This week was the eagle. And we're in Isaiah 40, 31, and I was speaking to the kids about eagles. Eagles are amazing. They soar higher than any other bird. Their wingspan is between six and ten feet in length. It's an amazing thing as you see their eyesight, they can see pinpoint almost two miles away. When they have their prey in sight, they come lower and lower and eventually dive and they dive 200 miles per hour to get their prey. They perch high, they build their nests in the high trees and on the cliffs. They're, they're amazing as you look at all the things that eagles do, and God compares us to eagles. They can live long. And the eagle has, provides so much in, influence on our life. I want you to read Isaiah 40, 31, and it's not the elementary chapel message. But Isaiah 40, 31 is a verse that most of us have committed to memory. Tonight, I want to speak to us on this subject from Isaiah 40, 31. Courage in turbulent times. We'll read the text in a moment, but chapter 40 starts out so different, verse 1, than the first 39 chapters. There are 39, chapter, 39 books in the Old Testament. Those 39 books deal a lot with judgment. God's people being judged. When you get to the New Testament, the next 27 books, they're much about grace and mercy. The first 39 chapters in the book of, of Isaiah are about judgment's coming. In fact, he says you're, all, you're sick. From the sole of your foot to the top of your head, you're sick. 
Your mind is rotten. And Isaiah preaches for 39 chapters, judgment's coming, judgment's coming, judgment's coming. But the next 27 chapters, it's not about judgment. What's the first word in Isaiah 40, verse 1? Say it together. Let's read that first verse, if you will, in chapter 40 and verse 1. Ready? Comfort ye. And he says to the preacher, speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem. Cry for why? In chapter 39, they went into judgment. They went into judge, bondage. Now they're going to live their lives reaping the results of the decisions they made. You know, you and I can, we can live our life and, and God can send a, a man or a lady or a senior saint or a mother or a father to warn us and, and, and we've been warned and we've been warned in Sunday school and Sunday morning and Sunday night and Christian school and in life and by a grandpa or a grandma or an aunt or an uncle or a godly deacon and we can be warned and warned and warned. And if we're not careful, we just carelessly forget about it. And now they come to the judgments here. Isaiah said, I'm done telling you it's coming and how bad you are. Now my mission is to comfort you in your turbulent life. He's going to tell us in Isaiah 53, Jesus is coming. He's going to tell us about the virgin birth. And we get to chapter 40, and the latter part of it, it says he, uh, verse number, uh, uh, verse 28, hast thou not known, hast thou not he heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There's no searching to his understanding. He goes, you, you're fainting now. You're in judgment. You're weary now. But God's not fainting. God's not weary. He, he loves you. My job is to tell you that you can make it in turbulent times. May just perhaps, just perhaps, Brother Oxenine, perhaps we as Americans, we stepped over the line too far. Perhaps, perhaps it's just going to be judgment. We may blaspheme the name of God all day long on the media, on the news, on the television program, on the internet, when we blaspheme God in the halls, the sacred halls of our country, when we blaspheme God and try to redefine male and female and try to tell that, that man, man is in charge of the weather. God's word said, God sends the frost. God sends the rain. God sends the famine. God sends the dirt. God sends the wind. God sends it all. I, I don't know where these fools get this idea that man is in charge of the weather. The Pope even said, biggest crisis we have, no, sir, you're wrong, is climate change. No, sir. Biggest, biggest uh, sorrow we have is that man is plunging into hell. Every second, two, three, two, two people die. And they're going to spend eternity somewhere. And the man of that large religion says the problem is climate change. What a foolish man. 
God's not weary. God's not going to faint on us because the Bible says his job, he giveth power to the faint. And them that have no might increases the strength. Here's something sad. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. And young men shall utterly fall. Read verse 31, please. Ready, begin. But they that wait upon the Lord I want to give us a formula tonight in turbulent times. Father, help us to learn from this familiar text. And may we carry it with us, not just this week, but through life. If you tarry, we live in Jesus' name. Amen. It's a very simple message. It won't take me long. But I think it could be a life-changing message for us tonight. What do we do in turbulent times? Well, the first thing we see, they that wait upon the Lord. I want to give you the letter R tonight, and I want to say to wait is to rest, to stay calm. And if you won't stay calm, God will figure out a way to get you calm, and me as well. Because God wants us to rest, to be still, to be quiet before him. Courage, courage tonight doesn't come by necessarily activity. Courage comes when we're calm before God. I try in my life daily to be calm before the God. Eastern religion says yoga, and I'm all against it because of what I mentioned this morning, it divides your mind and spirit, your body, but I am saying this, that that principle is just simply waiting on God. They that wait upon the Lord. God wants you to rest. I'm not talking about pillow your head and sleep. I'm talking about God wants you to calm down. What, what turbulence, turbulence are you going through right now? Uh, God says, well, we say, here, here, here's what I gotta do. I've gotta do this, I gotta, I gotta do this, and I wanna go over here, and I've gotta make this decision here. Just gotta do it. That's gonna give you an ulcer. That's going to get high blood pressure. God perhaps wants you just to rest and be still and know that I'm God. God says, I want you, they that wait upon the Lord. When I was in college, I often claimed Psalm 27, 14, wait on the Lord. And again, I say, wait. You say, I don't like waiting. I know that's why God gives you opportunities to learn to wait. It's in the waiting, it's in the resting, it's in the calm time that God can speak to your heart. One of the great joys of my life for decades now is to be awake often through the night. I think it's been the gift of God to my life. And perhaps tonight will be one of those nights, I'm not certain. But I love many times just to, to sit and turn no light on and, and just sit down in a room Sometimes quietly sing. Sometimes quietly pray. Sometimes quietly quote the scripture. And sometimes just to sit there and be calm and not write out a schedule, not plan my this and not plan this and not that. Just be calm before God. 
You're not going to be able to soar until you learn to rest. They that wait upon the Lord, wait, rest upon the Lord. The second R shall what? Renew. The, what, what renew is, it's right in the word. It's to renew. It's to make new. I'll never own a restored car, and I don't want to own a restored car. So don't anybody get the idea, where would I put it? But I tell you what I love. I love watching a car get it restored. Once in a while, I'll turn on that television channel that restores a car, and I don't ever turn the, I don't turn the voice on because I think they swear on it. But I like to just watch it. How they take that car. And you know, it's an amazing thing I found out about these cars. They never restore a Ford. They never do. Except the 56 Vicky that you had. But other than that, they never restore a Ford. It's always a Chevrolet. Can I get an amen on that? General Motors. God made. You're slow tonight, folks. Isn't it something they take that body off that thing and they begin with the chassis and they pull the motor out, they pull the, uh, the wheels out, the brakes out, the rear end out, they pull it all out, transmission out, and boy, they go to, go to work on that thing. And oh, how they restore that. And they bring it new. We have a listener from Tennessee, and every Friday he sends me the picture of the day. It's a restored 50s and 60s model, generally a Chevrolet. It's beautiful, and I've got a file. I'm keeping them all. They're beautiful. And God wants to renew you. God wants to renew me. As I've learned to rest, you'll also automatically move to the next step, and God will renew you. So I'm so discouraged that you need to rest. But I don't have time to rest. We have to rest. They that wait, rest, calm before the Lord shall renew their strength. I don't feel like I have any strength. I'm in such a turbulent time. So were these Jews. Judgment had come. They're not getting out of it now. It's judgment's there. And they're going to see, <coughs> pardon me, their city fall. They're going to see anguish in their lives and God says, here's what you need to do in turbulent times. Rest, wait, rest, wait. Don't be so impetuous. Rest. And you'll get renewed. Look what he says. They that wait, the letter R is what for that? Rest. They that wait, the letter R is what? Shall renew. Shall renew. I can hardly wait till my wife comes back to church. Brother Fenera, church renews me. I hear this man, that lady, and those that play, I hear him playing this piano. It just renews me. I listen to the offertory. I listen to the preludes. I listen to the introduction. I listen to the key change. I get renewed right here. I get renewed hearing that organ. I get renewed hearing the orchestra back here. I get renewed watching it. I get renewed when I watch that video screen right there. I, I, I see them 
the violins going, and the, the flutes going, and the saxophones going, and, and the brass up here. And I look when they take a picture of those tin trumpeters down here. That renews me. I tell you, it renews me when those ushers come forward. How in the world would that not renew a preacher? I have many pastor friends, they'll call me and say, Brother Treble, what do I do? I need to have deacons, but nobody in my church, I pastor good people, but nobody meets the scriptural command. I look at these men right down here and they come and thank God for the great 41 deacons I have, but the many others that could be deacons and probably should be deacons. I tell you what renews me is to come in here and I start here every service. I just fan through the crowd. I'm looking for people where they sit. I'm looking here. And I come all the way across these seven sections. And then I move upstairs to that first balcony. And I come across that first balcony. And then I come up to that second balcony. And I come across here. I tell you what, it renews me. Here in that choir, no, not one. They, they sang tonight, uh, opener, that renews me. The choir number renews me. Watch it, Brother Eliud lead renews me. Watch it, Brother Martinez lead renews me. Watching that screen that God's given to us now, that renews me. Watching God's people. I saw a hymn book on there tonight. The, the video man had a hymn book. I've seen Bibles on there. That renews me. Singing renews me. Preaching renews me. Sunday school renews me. When the buses roll down the golden uh, 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 compassion lane, that renews me. What are you doing that renews you? We wait. That means we rest. We get renewal. Look what it says. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Here it is. How about this thought of rising? They shall mount up with wings as eagles. An eagle can soar and go higher and higher for two hours without flapping its wings. It doesn't ever have to move its wings. It uses those wings as a jet uses their wings to land it and to raise it. They can soar higher with just getting wind under their sails. And they could go for a couple hours just touring the land. You know, it's an amazing thing what happens in my life when I come to the house of God I believe that I can soar as an eagle as a result of being in this place. I can rise again. I can go on. And believe it or not, I'm going to close. It's going to take me a while to close. Look what it says. They shall run and not be weary. If we will learn to rest, but we don't rest, we run. And we compound the problem. But God says, if you rest and get renewed and rise and do something with your life, you're going to be running again. I told my wife as I walked out tonight, I said, I'm preaching to you tonight. 
because she is so eager to run again. I'm not talking about running a jog and all, just get in the ministry and run again. But God has her resting right now. And I cannot tell you in these last six weeks how many times she said to me, I'm trying to figure out what God is trying to teach me. I know there's a lesson, and she's told me many things that God has done. But she said, I believe God is teaching me some things. And she's a runner. She's not a, she, she, she is not a rester. Resting is not in her name. She, let's, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's get out in life. But you know why God lets you rest? So you can do some more running. Running like perhaps you've never run before. I wonder what turbulence you're facing tonight. Or will face this week. We usually remember the formula. It's, it's so easy. Rest. Rest. Just like God minister to you and speak to you and listen to songs and listen to KNBBC. Let God just speak to you. I, I, a lot of times I'll get up and I'll turn my phone on KNBBC at the midnight hour and I'll put it real quietly in another room and shut the door and put it up to my ear. And Brother Moyer, so many times in the midnight hour, I'll hear a song. It just blesses my heart. I know we're on different time zones. Some countries, it's we're playing the midnight hour music and it's 8 o'clock in the morning in their country, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. But we calm the place down. And I hear those songs. It's not like, keep on the firing line at 1 o'clock in the morning. I don't want to keep on the firing line. But I do want to hear, like my sister-in-law just sang, does Jesus care when my heart is pained? Too deeply for myrrh, with myrrh and song. And my sad heart aches till it nearly breaks. Is it not? Oh, yes, he cares. There's a lot of things I've not learned in my Christian life yet. But I'm learning and I've tried my entire life. I've tried because I like to run. God wants me to rest. And I find it such a, I'm not talking about sleeping, I'm not talking about going to bed, just to be still before God. You know, in marriage, I think I've learned, or I'm learning, that it's better to rest and be quiet and listen to your mate than lecture your mate. I don't think she wants lecture daddy, I mean husband. Brother Tony, you and your wife were married in 59, just had your anniversary. You must have listened a lot to your wife. And she must have listened a lot, a lot to you. And Brother Van Dyke, I think 56 you were married, or 58, whatever. These, these folks have been married forever. I'm in a long time. You know, in your marriage this week, would you just sort of rest and be still and don't come home and agitate the house? Listen to your wife. 
Dads, you're so blessed to have children at home. Listen to them. More listening than lecturing. Listen to your son. Listen to your daughter. Listen this week. Well, I'm, I'm fast. I'm busy. I've got things to do. Big important, important appointments to make. No, no, no. Listen. So let's just simply rest. And as you're resting, God's going to renew you. And soon you'll be soaring but then you'll be running again. Let's stand together, please. Our Father, I think I've preached long enough tonight. I I believe unless there's a spiritual revival that we're in for turbulent days, real turbulent days. And it seems like we have a government that hates the church. They hate you. We know that, God. They blaspheme your name. They mock your name. They mock your word, male and female. Allowing, allowing drugs on campuses. Now our governor is, doesn't want anybody suspended for coming to school drunk in high school, elementary. Doesn't want anybody removed from school if they come with drugs. He must hate children. He just absolutely must hate. He's not protecting them. He wants them to have surgeries to change their biological background. He must hate kids. Mr. Biden, the same. He must hate children. We're living in turbulent time. God, I don't want to spend my whole life from those heathens. Because, God, you said that you have, you're not weary and you're not fainting. So I need to renew my strength by resting and being calm because I want to run again, God. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.